Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Tonight on the show, we have Julian Wolf. Talking yes. about hedonism, mm-hmm. and uh, we also have a little bit of talk about Twisted Trist, mm-hmm. which is an event coming up in the June seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yes, and we have nothing else. We have no notes, no, no show notes, notes, no, no, flying off the cuff, <laughs> as they say. But we have coffee. We have coffee. Where is my coffee? Where's my know. coffee? Oh, good. As long as the cat doesn't steal it. So, but uh, yeah, the Twisted Trist uh, interview we did. Um, out in the middle of the Gulf. Yes, in the Gulf of Mexico. And, yep. and Julian then, Wolf, we talked to in uh, Edmonton, Lu- Alberta. Right, Lupercalia. Yeah. So. so we've got those are the last of the two backlog interviews. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess we need to start hustling to find some more. I have a list. You I just have, have to schedule list. them. Actually, I don't know what happened to my list. I had a list and I've already got people's permission to interview them and just haven't set it up. So one person's local. Another one's got a tentacle chair. Another one. <laughs> Those are people worthy of. Yes. yes. So did you find any BDSM or hedonism elements in the movie The Hunger Games, which you and I saw last night? Hedonistic? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> BDSM? Mm, not so much, no. I don't think. No, no, I don't think so either. Of course, but... anything can be perverted, but, but no, there was no overtones. Uh, one of the... Um, and if you've seen the movie, we're not going to give anything away. No spoiler alert needed. Or if you've not seen Mm-mm. the movie, I should say. But the, the capital city was very hedonistic. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, it, the first... Even the things that belonged to the capital, like the train. Mm-hmm. Very hedonistic. So, so I, yes. That was a random throw out there, but we happened to see the movie. If you are a podcast listener and you go see the movie... You'll have to let us know what you think. You could tell us what you think about the movie mm-hmm. or anything else you want to do. <laughs> Notice the segue into the contact form out there Ooh. on the Erotic Awakening website. Yes. So, and that is one way of getting in touch with us is that good old comment form. Mm-hmm. But we also have email, which is Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. And a few more ways. Twitter. So, Twitter seems to be oh. popular. Dan and Dawn. And, and we have a few new uh, people following us on Twitter as well. We do, we do. And we had somebody actually uh, message us through Twitter after listening to the cuckolding show. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted to know. Now, I don't know if it's Trouble in A or if it's Troublina. Do not so, make any gender assumptions. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I have made that mistake. <laughs> but pay- they, they wanted to... Okay, so I'll say they... So they wanted to know if we would do a show on cuck queening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, but that is actually a term I've never heard of before. Back on episode 178, we did cuckold, which is right. a common term, I suppose. But you're right, I've not heard the term 
queening. So hopefully we can get them to um, speak on that. So that would be kind of neat. I like it when I come across a term I haven't even heard of before. I mean, cuckolding, I had heard of, kind of understood, but didn't really. But yeah, cut queening's a new one. <laughs> I do want to thank uh, listeners that went out to the iTunes and rated the podcast lately. Um, we had mentioned on our last episode that we had uh, at least one or two less than positive reviews. Mm-hmm. And for all the positive reviews, that kind of helps us get our rating back up. So we very much appreciate that. Yay. You know, we have 180 episodes out there on iTunes now. Wow. Many of them um, <laughs> are from a earlier technology. Yes. <laughs> technology was not quite as strong. No, we've been through a couple of phases with our with the equipment. So, And it was kind of neat because we actually came across a couple of people yesterday. We met a couple of people and they had not heard of the pod show. So the podcast yet, mm-hmm. and um, it's they're like, can 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 I start listening to them? We're like, oh yeah, they're archived, but you've got a hundred and eighty <laughs> to catch up on. So they were excited to hear us that we were doing it, mm-hmm. but then when we told them that Lee Harrington was a host, <laughs> uh, I thought they were just going to melt into a puddle. Yes, th- so, there was yes. absolutely a squee <laughs> moment there. Um, but you're 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 lucky. I am unable to find it at the tip of my finger, so I won't play it right now. Okay. The, the ringtone. Uh, apparently, we had, uh, and we've mentioned a few times now that we had a, a ringtone of you being Kane. Yes. And uh, if you head out to the Erotic Awakening site and just click on the on the tag cloud, it'll have one that says ringtone. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> but you'll find that uh, a listener and friend Bungie. Mm-hmm. Has actually created a little ringtone of you being caned and yes. a little squeal. The li- yes. So tell me the, the, the email. He wrote you an email. About he wrote that. me a long email, and I started reading it on my phone while we were sitting, credits rolling after watching Hunger Games last night, and the credits are rolling, and you're watching me read this email, and I'm just going, oh, oh my god, oh crap. Oh my God. And I'm, and I'm still reading. I mean, this is a really long email. And what Bungie did was he uh, set the stage and the story for me. And what it is, is on his phone, he's got six email accounts. And all of them are linked to his iPhone. Mm-hmm. And every hour, his phone quietly goes off and checks his accounts. And if he has email, it downloads them one account at a time. And then it lets him know if he has email, again, one account at a time. So if he has emails in each account, he'll get all six email notifications in quick succession. And what's his email notification tone? (laughs) My caning and moan and squeal. So he was in a huge meeting with high up executives and had laid his phone on the windowsill where he couldn't get to it fast. (laughs) And his phone did the email check. So six times in rapid succession is my caning. (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah he says the guys in the office love it when he gets emails so because they get to hear it (laughs) and it said uh he said here in uh after the first crack gasp moan sigh all talking in the meeting stopped so everyone got to enjoy dawn in all her glory for the rest of the message announcements (laughs) so yes i was going oh my uh oh So, uh, yeah, the chief, he says here, the chief says, I bet there's a great story to go along with that ringtone, but maybe we should get back to. Oh. So-
Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Join them on April 10th with their TNG group that meets at the Union. And TNG is the next generation, which is for their 19 to 35-year-olds just getting started. To find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. So yesterday we had a lot of fun. We actually got the uh, MS chat started again. So we haven't been able to do those. I don't think we've done one since we ran for title. So just been busy, busy, but I uh, had definitely needed them and love the support that, that we get and that we can support other people. So we had, what, 10 of us there yesterday mm-hmm. in our new space. Yep. And it was really nice because there was me and you and then there was eight other people and those eight other people, none of them had ever been to a chat before. Nope. We, we knew one or two of the people mm-hmm. um, from other stuff. And it just, they, they've just never been to the, uh, the MS chats that we hold. And we explained that the, uh, the purpose of the MS chat, it's really, as podcast li- old-time podcast <laughs> listeners will know, you and I identify as being in a power exchange relationship. And uh, the MS chats are a nice, social, relaxed place to just sit around and chat about the things that make an MS relationship and mm-hmm. the problems and the joys and the strengths and all that kind of good stuff with people of like mind. You know, it's not a really, it's informal. It's very relaxed. We sit around and chitter chat mm-hmm. and uh, just hang out. Um, and it seemed to be exactly at least one couple was there just, you know, to get their feet wet and say, I want to see what right. these freaky, right. uh, kinky people look like. And uh-huh. so, Haha, we look just like you do. Yeah, it was nice because one couple had only been together for like six months and another couple's nine months. And then there was another couple that was 12 years, but mm-hmm. long distance. And then us, which is 12 years and then two singles. And yeah, so it was a really, really nice mix. All uh, kinds really of different um, perspectives. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. we had a very good and, and of course, one of the people had a Scottish accent. Always enlightens any conversation, I think. <laughs> Indeed. So, but we found these. Uh, I would guess I would call it a support group to be invaluable in our oh, relationship. Yeah. So, because you know, sometimes I feel kind of funky bringing something forward, going, you know, sometimes we do this or sometimes we do that, and I'll get some head nods of, yep, yep, understand that. Some other people going, well, no, actually, we do it this way. Mm-hmm. So, Don, the question of the day Uh-oh. is actually, this came up in our MS chat yesterday. Here's okay. the question of the day. Ready? Yes, sir. Fet life, good or bad? <laughs> it did. And two, two of us couples started out before Fet life. So, you know, and we were able to talk about some pros and cons of before Fet life, too. Mm-hmm. So, but, um,. A couple of people spoke up and said that some of the advice that they were getting just wasn't what they were looking for. Yeah. And, and, well, <laughs> no, one person uh, spoke up and said, you know, I asked a question. I said, hey, I'm new, and I have this question. And somebody responded by saying, well, that's what I hate about you new people, always coming on here with your questions. Yeah, and they were like, uh, I'm new, that's why I'm asking questions. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm not sure how they met. I wonder if they met through FetLife. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So, but uh, I'm kind of curious. So there are pros and cons, you know, it's a great communication tool, but if, I mean, if you want to know what's going on, mm-hmm. it's on FET usually. Yeah. So, but advice wise, uh, take it with a grain of salt. And there's another example of um, somebody else who was at the uh, 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 MS chat yesterday mm-hmm. was saying they have a FET Life account, but they absolutely never use it mm-hmm. except to search out events. Right. Um, 
Now, you, you have not actually answered the question yet. So do we break it down by little parts? So if you're not familiar with FetLife, FetLife, <laughs> how in the fuck did you find our podcast? That's fantastic. <laughs> FetLife is a, uh, FetLife.com. It's a website for all kinky people uh, and alternative people. And um, I don't know what else you say about it. I mean, it's just huge it's a, now. Yeah, it's, it's a social it's the, network. It's, really, it's a kinky social network. Somebody had said it's the Facebook of kinky yeah. people. And I, I agree with that. You have your news feed. You have your inbox. Mm-hmm. You have your events, Photo albums, fo- events. Yeah, photo albums, the whole spiel. Yeah. So I would say if I had to pick good or bad, I would have to pick good. Because it is such a unique networking tool. So, and then as adults, we have to filter out the stuff that we don't need. You know, we we have to, what is that? Look for the pearls in, I don't know. I think I'm getting ready to make metaphors. (laughs) Like any other internet experience, right? You take everything with a grain of of salt Mm -hmm. and never assume that anyone on FetLife has a clue. Um, make no assumption based on their profile or their pictures or, you know, how they present themselves that they are who they think they are, just like anything else on the mm-hmm. Internet, right? Um, from, from my perspective, I'm going to say that FetLife overall, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing because suddenly, um, in my opinion, the inf- and people will disagree with this, different topic, mm-hmm. the influx of new people that are finding their self way into a variety of alternative and kinky lifestyles is highly assisted by mm-hmm. FetLife. You know, it's a communication, it's a social networking tool. It's doing a fantastic job of that. Yes. The event section is the first time, and you and I have dealt with this for years, mm-hmm. trying to find out where the different oh events are. There's a BDSM directory and a BDSM dash events calendar. We used to have, somebody used to run a local calendar for all the groups, but mm-hmm. it was just local. And where we travel, it was hard to find you know, what was going on in the different cities we were going to. Oh, sure. and there was an Ohio-based calendar, but right. you got pissed off with the guy that maintained the calendar, and then suddenly your groups don't show up anymore, exactly. blah, blah, blah. So at least this way, you can put in your own events, which again is good or bad. You mm-hmm. know, I don't particularly need to know when Bacon Day is. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, so you have to go through that as well. But yeah, it's all in one spot. If I'm having an event, like we're having an open house, Sure. Two nights from now, mm-hmm. we're having an open house with a new space where we're going to be doing some presentations. And it's like, where can I reach the most people? FetLife. Right. You go in, you create an event. I got 700 people or whatever following my feed. You know, they'll all see it when I post it. They'll see it when I post that I'm going to it. You know, they'll look at the date to see if anything is going on that night. Oh, there's an open house. I think I'll go. Sure. Do you feel that FetLife has done any harm to the BDSM community or the alternative, well, let's call it the BDSM community for the moment. I I think so as well, because there's so many people that are claiming to be, um, well, authentic for one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, they're, they're claiming to be masters and they're claiming to have all this knowledge and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're just claiming to, to be who they are not. So, and they're, they're putting out misinformation. Yes, there is that, you know, so you have to go through that. The lack of any kind of now you can there's each group is moderated by mm-hmm. a group moderator, and overall FetLife does have some overall global moderation, but that right. t- only takes place in the uh, illegal activities, right? And that's really what their focus is. But I can get on Fet right now and say you're a dick, right? And I am mistress 
two knockers, and I've been <laughs> in the lifestyle for 40 years, and you should kneel before me. And if you were really interested in the lifestyle, you would understand you have to send me money. And people do do that, right? So there's some. it does generate some misinformation, generates mm -hmm. some scams on occasion. Um, it, it can become a, um, a playground in a bad way as mm -hmm. well. You've got the bullies. You know, yeah. so you have to filter them out. And, um, you know, you can find fun people to play with, but you also get the bullies. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and take care of yourself and be safe. I think it's the same as anything else in yes. the world. You, you take everything with a grain of salt, you walk in there, and you, mm -hmm. and you use it as the tool that it's supposed to be. It is not the center of the kinky universe. Right. It is a tool to help you find mm -hmm. people and things and places and explore ideas. And the nice thing is there's so many people on there now that there's not, I think the level of misinformation is actually being reduced yeah. because there's a glut of information. If I post in, matter of fact, there's just group out of group. And if I randomly picked, and I'm just going to scroll through here to the group, oh, kinky and geeky, <laughs> and we've actually done a podcast based yes. on that. And if I posted on there, um, RT, you know, hey, I'm a young kinkster and I dig Apple products. You're going to go to a TNG meet and greet for, that mm -hmm. AIS is holding. And you're going to get, you know, a third of the people saying, oh, that's a wonderful idea. It's exactly what you need to do. And a third of the people saying, it's a horrible idea. And a third of the people <laughs> saying, you know, Apple sucks. You should buy a Dell or something, right? Right. Wade through it. And, mm -hmm. and develop the people that you do trust and the people that you do see eye to eye with. And, you know, re rely on common sense, I think, is always a good idea. Always a good idea. So I am overall going to give the FetLife as a the tool that it is intended to be, mm -hmm. thumbs up. Thumbs up. So, though, like you said, you know, use it as a tool to, to find some uh, real-time stuff as well. So the couple that came to the chat yesterday you know, was um, a little disappointed with some of the answers they were getting online, so decided to seek out real-time support. So that's mm -hmm. a good thing, too. I mean, they wouldn't have found us without that event button. There you go. So, yay. All right, so we have a Twisted Trist interview coming up, coming up in mm -hmm. June. We do. Um, we will be. We were speaking on the boat, as we mentioned earlier, <laughs> and uh, got some information about that. But before, we had a really great information about with uh, Julian Wolf about mm -hmm. hedonism. Yes, and um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, and I had a little bit of edge, you know, not in a bad way, but just bringing it to you know, bringing the questions, and mm -hmm. uh, Julian handled them quite well. So that was a lot of fun. It was. So, Dawn, here we are at Lupercalia, our yes. last day in Canada. Uh, tonight, we still have the presenter roundtable thingamajig mm -hmm. to do, and then we're going to be on the plane heading back to the United States if they uh, force us to leave, because we've had a fantastic time. Uh, and one of the reasons we've had a fantastic time is uh, Julian Wolf has been here and doing some wonderful classes, and we've managed to grab you and pull you into our room <laughs> because I said something about hedonism. But it's actually an I interview. Just, yeah, I just like that we were able to uh, uh, pull you into our room. <laughs> yes. And uh, we'd ask, we asked you to come in here tonight and talk to us a little bit about responsible hedonism. And hedonism is a word that I normally hear associated with a bad thing. So, But, but I assume that responsible hedonism, not such a bad thing. Right. Um, hedonism in its base is um, devoting your life to the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of anything unpleasant. So... Um, 
the hedonism movement as it happened like in the turn of the century and even back in the times of Caligula but that's before the word was invented um, it, people stopped really functioning in society mm-hmm. so what I like to talk about and what I who, what I do and, and who I am and what I like to teach and write about is responsible hedonism which is taking the time to just and I, I do use the word squeeze because it's delightful to say um, <laughs> to squeeze every little bit of pleasure and experience that you can while still being a reasonable facsimile of an adult and member of society okay. um, and, that, and that's kind of the difference because um, in, th- in this day and age unless you are independently wealthy and you have people who take care of the stuff for you mm-hmm. if you are so hedonistic that you don't take the time to go to work or pay your taxes or take care of your other stuff you, w- you wind up in prison mm-hmm. and that's Real real, real prison, not so sexy. No, that's not responsible. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) fantasy prison, very sexy. Real prison, not so sexy. (laughs) From my understanding, I have not been to prison. I've been. But uh, that's my understanding. <laughs> that it's not the sexiest place to be. We'll have to ask Martha Stewart next time she's on. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> I think I saw her at the event here today. But um, So when you talk about hedonism, when you teach about hedonism, you're not talking about the... Or are you talking about the concept, I have to put myself first. Put my pleasure first. No, not specifically. It really is... Um, Hedonism and dandyism, and I do identify as a dandy as well, does have a lot to do with the cult of me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be exclusive to that. Mm-hmm. It can very much be um, taking 30 seconds to actually masticate your food and inhale while you eat. It can be like just really, it really is the more pleasure and experience focused. Because one of the things I like to talk about is reminding people that unpleasantness is still valid information and it's still worth experiencing. So like in, in my class, the one I did this this weekend um, at 9 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yesterday is um, with hedonistic intention and we do some um, exercises together and one of them is I have um, food and it's usually like two different types of grapes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's salt. Of course, this time it was we had some maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Being, of course. being in being the great Canada. line of Canadian. <laughs> um, and there were some people who said, well, I don't like that, so I'm not going to have it. And I encourage you to try it anyway, to let yourself experience it and to really experience what this is yucky feels like because mm-hmm. we reject things we don't enjoy so quickly that you can't really experience what... Ugh, Mm-hmm. really feels like and that that's a valid experience and it can be a visceral experience and if you know how to put the right spin on it it can absolutely be a hedonistic experience mm-hmm. um and i and i you know knowledge is power knowledge is also very sexy so it's it's good it's good to know these things like someone talked about the disappointment they felt when they had um one specific grape because their experience with that color of grapes is picking it off the vine mm-hmm. at a vineyard that they're close to mm-hmm. and you know, being able to like taste the sunshine in it, and this tasted like tapioca to them. Mm. And and that and I'm like, well, did you really experience that disappointment? Like, did you let it like waft over you? And they said no. And I'm like, well, then you know, because we have the two flavors, um, two colors. Try that with the next one. And it was also having the um, what is what is the word when you the not the, not reminiscing, but the nostalgia for, for, right. what, okay. for right. what, what the good grapes actually tasted right. like. Be, was able, he was then able to have a hedonistic and pleasurable experience from an otherwise very neutral kind mm-hmm. of blah sort of thing. So, um, you know, I, I, the, way I, the, way I ta- the way I try to teach people is hedonism can be 
10 seconds or it can be all weekend. Mm-hmm. It, it can be all, all week. Um, but what I encourage people to do, particularly responsible hedonism, is to take at least a moment out of every day. Whether it's brushing your teeth, which can be an absolutely hedonistic experience. I mean, the sensation of the brush against your gum and your gums and your teeth, and you can like every inch of your... And the mint. Like, when's the last time you stopped and inhaled when you were brushing your teeth? Mm-hmm. You can actually clear your sinuses if you take the time to inhale through your nose mm-hmm. if you're using mint toothpaste. And, like, we, I, I doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even occur to me to do something like that. Right. You know, you, why, why, not, why not experience that sure. like, in your own body? So what I'm hearing is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness of the pleasures. And you're saying not just the pleasures, but the experience, whatever it is. Right. And being mindfulness of that and bringing that into your life. Right. And even if it's not a particularly pleasant experience, you can attain pleasure from the knowledge of of that right. and like knowing to avoid that in the future knowing knowing yeah one of my favorite words every is every class i teach really is about intention from my um from my you know from the knees down class which is all about snm from the knees down because i'm really into shins and calves and feet um to like my communication classes i really do teach intention every time and that's that's really the difference and um, one of the slides that I use in my class and a song that I like to sing is I have the music for Feeling Groovy by Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I put it up on the screen because it's beautiful. Just music is beautiful. The, the white and the black and the notes and the, the curves and the lines. And it's a feast for your eyes. But also the, the slow, slowing down, you move too fast. Mm-hmm. Got to make the moments last. And then I like that he um, addresses a lap post. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I really enjoy is um, um, enjoying architecture and inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to remember, but somebody designed the table we, we have our feet on. Right. Somebody designed, um, you know, that this this hotel with the popcorn ceiling, which I kind of want to touch. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> like there, someone at some point had their hands or their intellectual property all over everything that you see that isn't, you know, nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and many people see, you know, the divine in nature. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, you know, something I really enjoy. I just did my happy puppy paw motion that nobody <laughs> could see. <laughs> something I'm really into. Well, so I would assume, though, that a lot of people that come in and, and take the class assume that this is going to be about more about sex. So is there a point where we talk about hedonism from a sexual perspective? And, and for yourself, are you a, hedon, a sexual hedonist? Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> well, in the, in the class specifically, I, I don't really talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I teach the class at events like this, I will talk about how it can how it can directly relate to a scene, even though it's not an S and M class. Um, but the the thing is, like, I'd never serve chocolate in the class, and I don't really talk about sex necessarily during the. I, I did today. Now that I think about it, or yesterday, because most people know to enjoy chocolate. Mm-hmm. And most people know sex is fun. Mm-hmm. So what I the example I used yesterday, now that I think about it with sex, is like, what is your intention for the sex today? Is the intention is, <laughs> I need to get off, and um, then I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to feel better? Or is your intention to, I'm going to feel every inch of myself and yourself connecting? I'm, I'm going to, you know, really... 
experience every bit of your lips. I'm, I'm, how, how soft is the small of your back today? Um, I'm going to keep my eyes open so I can see your hair. Because everyone, everyone in this interview today has fantastic hair. Um, <laughs> I, I must say, you know, like I'm going to watch the, the hair. I mean, or I'm going to turn off the light so all I can do is smell you. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's your intention? And there's nothing wrong with we are going to have sex right now because I want it. And then I'm going to go to work. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Just like there's nothing wrong with, for the next five minutes, all that's going to happen is fellatio, whether you like it or not, because that is what I want to experience. Mm-hmm. And that, that's another example of how you can turn hedonism into a, into a DS or a kinky mm-hmm. thing. But the nicest part about hedonism, like the non-sexual hedonism, is you can have a kink scene, particularly a DS scene, in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, um, like slice your food. Slice it in half. Mm-hmm. You take at least thirty seconds to enjoy that. Yeah. And the the fun thing is from even from a submissive perspective, when I serve food, mm-hmm. I like to say, This is what I prepared for you. This is why it's laid out in this way. I hope you find it visually appealing. Mm-hmm. And I hope you'll take the time to enjoy it. May I watch? Mm-hmm. And that can be just depending on the kind of your tone of voice, either a very dominant thing or a very submissive thing where you get to really watch someone enjoy something and um i've haven't been in a in a in a serious ds dynamic in a while so unfortunately with my partner i'm able to negotiate stuff where i can do like the most beautiful plated dish for you and sometimes i might just want to eat something just because i can watch like you enjoy it you know Mm -hmm. maybe i'll eat before i'll snack while i'm cooking but like there, there can really be that experience and that's one of the reasons i'm so delighted like little desserts are popular right now Mm -hmm. like um macaroons mm-hmm. or um, like gelato mm-hmm. and you can get gelato in like the tiny little sizes mm-hmm. and it's full of so much flavor that if you just slow down and take the time because like when I grew up we ate, we ate ice cream out of cereal bowls right but well. if you will just slow down and take the time that it would have taken to eat your cereal bowl with worth of ice cream to have your little bitty tiny bit of whatever it is um, you know, it could be it could be a, a strawberry can be more enjoyable than a you know ice you know ice cream mm-hmm. bowl of something that isn't really even food. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm also getting over a cold, <laughs> so of course I also sang this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome. I'm really glad y'all enjoyed it. That was a little bit of edge play for me. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Someone noticed one of my pasties fell off. <laughs> I, I, I premiered my boy Lusk um, for the first time this weekend and was so excited that I got the pasties to stick that I didn't put on a shirt for my second piece. I was wearing a fur coat and um, a silk scarf just for any of the other for the dandy police <laughs> in case they're listening. And awesome. the pasties did go with my boots, so, so it's to be very clear. Now you'd mentioned that that word before, dandy, dandy. dandyism. Oh. What Help me that? with that. What is that? So, um, dandyism is a movement that that seriously started in the 20th century. Dandies um, out of out of history that you probably have heard of is Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. He is um, very very famous and very well known, and self identified as a dandy. It wasn't a label somebody else put on him. Um, and there's uh, the other example I have on my slides is Bo Brimmel, and um, he's the father of the modern suit. And they very much devoted their lives to hedonism, to art fashion and appearance was very important but also being able to articulate articulate yourself mm-hmm. and articulate yourself wow <laughs> being able to articulate what you wish to say about yourself 
Oh, it's been a long weekend. And, and I'll just play with that no editing button. <laughs> and one of the def- one of the things that really defined dandies was that they were usually not from the aristocracy, mm-hmm. but they portrayed their lives as such. And um, and I I actually lit um, one of my archetypes and one of the titles that I've been given is prince. So it's kind of funny that that me very much the pauper. Um, do, you know, I do wear tuxedos. I, I do enjoy cravat. I um, like to match, even if it's my my plastic goggles and my fingerless gloves. Um, so, and I do take kind of a certain pleasure in that. Um, and I've and I've always enjoyed you know materials and everything else. Like even my vintage stuff, you know, is softer than if I bought it, you know, like modern modern at the store. So, but um, dandyism particularly in that time period we really do have a lot of artists and philosophers and writers um, that really made a huge impact on society but there were also many of them that really didn't do much else other than look fabulous and and probably die penniless and perhaps there's honor in that as well Um, and that's not my goal but Um, some some dandies in the more modern era, like Fred Astaire, is an excellent example. Mm. You never, I don't think he was never ever not tarted up a bit. At least not in any of the even just the the, the walking around press photos that we've seen. Um, David Bowie, mm. absolutely. Um, and then yes. even and then from the fiction from the area of fiction, uh, I never say this correct, but Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot. Yes, I'm not sure. I know who. I know what you Can mean. Can you say it? Yes. Oh, by the way, you well, said P- Piro, right. but her, her um, detective, and then for 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 those of us a little bit more modern, um, the the Malfoys from Harry Potter series, okay. both father and son, and um, for those of us that enjoy television, the um, fabulous Barney Stinson <laughs> from um, How I Met Your Mother. As portrayed by Neil Patrick Harris, who incidentally is also the Malcolm. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, it's time to suit up. It's time to suit up. <laughs> Put on your suit. And okay. he and he goes as far as sleeping. The character goes as far as sleeping in um, silk um, suit pajamas all the way down to the tie. Mm-hmm. And um, not and he, and I'm not saying that he is a role model. <laughs> so Don, one of the things that we uh, as we've continued our journey through the Gulf of Mexico that we don't have is any kink events in the Gulf of Mexico that we're aware of. Not that we're aware of. I don't know what the dolphins are up to while we're not looking. No, I don't know. (laughs) But fortunately, come June, there will be a kink event in the Indianapolis area, at least south of Indianapolis. And fortunately for us, uh, Sharon is here in our little cabin with us to tell us about, what is it called? Twisted? Twisted Tryst. So Um, what is a Twisted Tryst? Twisted Tryst is five days, give or take, depending on how long you decide to stay, out in the woods, all kinky people it's a campground takeover so you can do anything that you want anywhere that you want 24 7 from the time you get there till the time you leave is it is it the kind of event where we would have educators and we have a full roster of educators in fact we have several people you and don will be teaching there barrack and sheba we've got some people from ohio we've got people from all around the country um several of our chicago presenters we've got sarah sloan um 
the the lineup just gets bigger and bigger. I'm not entirely sure who's coming. <laughs> so far, we're still closing out the speakers roster. Um, we have educational events, we have entertainment events, we have you know party themes all throughout the weekend. It's it's kind of a campers put together things of their own. So we never know what's exactly on the menu. Now, when you say party themes, give me an example of what kind of party themes we have. Well, this year it's our fifth anniversary. This will be our our fifth year doing Trist, our our ninth camp. Um, so we're having a Trist birthday party called I'm Five. Um, I have a feeling we'll have a high, high littles attendance at that, but we're giving away free cake, so I expect most of the camp. Um, we have there's always a food fight, so that'll probably come right out of the birthday party. <laughs> we are having a Mardi Gras parade, which yeah. should be a lot of fun, where folks will get together, build floats if they care to. We'll have you know candy for the kitties and and um, you know beads to throw and that sort of thing. Yeah. So this is an adults only camp. Our kids are littles, but um, you know we have all kinds of the DS formal. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There's DS formal, um, very fancy hors d'oeuvres, full service. A lot of people do high protocol for that. Um, very formal. It's a good dress up night. Um, of course, we almost always have an orgy. We are bringing back our human chess match. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, we've got a, a camper who loves to put that together. It was really, really popular two camps ago, so we're bringing that back. Um, we have a, a full chess team, and you know, when you're captured, terrible, terrible things happen to you, which in our case is not so bad. Yeah, so now I also heard that um, you've done like a drumming circle, or you can go walking naked in the woods, or you can, there's a little bit of woo involved. And We try very hard to focus um, our attention on all the, the sort of aspects of BDSM, mm-hmm. kink, sexuality, spirituality. So there's a huge spirituality component to what we do as well. Nice. Um, we have bonfires on Friday and Saturday night. Yay. Um, there's usually a drum circle or two. A lot of that's camper-led, so people sort of come together and, and do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, last June, actually, Barak and Sheba hosted a pipe ceremony for those who wanted to learn a little bit more about that. Nice. Um, we have a wonderful tradition at Trist that started a couple of years back. Um, every year we find found materials around the camp and we build a wishing tree um, that people can put, you know, wishes, dreams, hopes, mm-hmm. anything that they sort of want to send up. Um, we give people time with that throughout the camp and then we move it to the bonfire on Saturday night, give them a little bit more time to do what they're going to do with it and then we send it up in a ginormous bonfire. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, let's go back to the orgy. I <laughs> so is this, is this a swingers event then? Um, it is kink and swingers friendly. It's also very, very newbie friendly um, we make space for everybody our motto at Twisted Trist is radically inclusive so we get swingers we get you know we get monogamous couples we get kinky people we get you know people who just want to check it out and see what it's about a lot of times we get people who come just planning to watch um, they don't often stay that way <laughs> but um, you know everybody everybody that we've ever talked to finds it a really com- uh, really you know comfortable place to come and be whether they've been at this for years or whether they're brand new but we definitely have swingers and kinky folks um, working Dungeons? really well together. We do. We have a play space that is, I want to say, about 6,000 square feet. It's wow. in a giant wedding tent. I call it my big-ass tent. Um, <laughs> I am the dungeon monkey, so I'm the one who puts all the play space equipment together with my team of gnomes. My nickname is Queen of the Gnomes. Um, <laughs> we have a just a wonderful crew who gets together and puts together all kinds of equipment. We fill that up. We put equipment all around the grounds. And then, of course, it comes equipped with you know dirt and trees and you know anything that you can find to pervert as long as you can leave it clean when you're done okay. um, you're welcome to it so you have the the run of the campgrounds everything is is you know it's locked down it's all us nice. okay what about food 
I know when I go camping, do I, am I expected to bring my own food, or is there a kitchen? Or you have options. Um, we do have a kink-friendly vendor on site. We've got oh, a, a wonderful good. group of guys that just make amazing food, mm-hmm. and the proceeds from that, they all get together and volunteer, and the proceeds actually go back to the campgrounds to help improve the place. Hmm. And in fact, last year's dinners paid for the new pavilion this year and the outdoor showers. So we will have you know more amenities than we had the last time we were there, partly because our campers were so generous. Um, people do bring in their own food, and a lot of times they'll get together in groups and cook cooperatively. Um, we've got some wonderful chefs out there. We've got two or three people who will randomly throw, you know, just throw out an invitation, potluck kind of thing. We've got um, we've got a gentleman who does barbecue every year and or every camp that he comes to, and then somebody else who does jambalaya about half the time. Wow. Um, so campers <laughs> will get together and put on their own you know own meals so you can bring some in we're also not that far away from civilization so if you want to run in and find yourself a store and pick up some extra groceries you're not out in the middle of nowhere okay generally where is it though um, it's about 45 minutes south of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we keep the location private. It's attendees only, um, but we are about 45 minutes outside of Indianapolis, so it's easy access from the airport. Okay. Um, folks driving in from Ohio, I think it's about six hours for them. Um, about the same from Chicago. Okay. And uh, well, when when is it? It's June 7th through the 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to stay an extra night on either side, that's available to you too. Um, but it's coming right up. Okay. The registration is open. So people are welcome to come anytime. So where do they go to register? www.twistedtrist.com. Nice. Okay, I'm sold. Let's go. (laughs) There we go. We'd love to have you. is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. To find out more about Adventures in Sexuality, head over to Central Ohio's favorite website for Adventures in Sexuality, adventuresinsexuality.org. I don't think anybody listens to this part anyway, so I don't mind fucking it up. (laughs) Do you have anything to say for the end bump? For the end bump? I forgot we were doing that part, so... Actually, head over to the Shop and Support tab on our website, which is eroticawakening.com. And we have the Cafe Press there and our books and a little bit of everything else. As well as a donation button that you can press to help pay for the new Erotic Awakening Studios. Ooh. Are we done? We're done. Bye, Dom. Bye, Dan. I like it.